free backup course for Mac users, module 1A, backup power, use it or lose it. Cameras ready. Commence startup. Welcome to the first module of the free backup course for Mac users. I'm your host, Andrew Darlow, and I can't wait to get this party started. Before I get into the content, I'd like to read a short disclaimer because I strive to present information that is clear and easy to follow, much like I do with my consulting clients and also friends who I help with their tech stuff. The information that I'm sharing here is intended to be used for informational purposes only. Feel free to visit backup.fm forward slash legal for more legal mumbo jumbo. I'm not a lawyer. I don't play one on TV, but I say these things because it's very easy to hear something on a podcast then press one or more buttons or flip a switch somewhere and lose some or all of your data. And that's something that I definitely don't want to happen to you. I've learned that many of the most popular podcasts and recording artists like Lady Gaga and her Little Monsters and other shows give their listeners a descriptive title. So as long as you accept that title, I'm officially crowning you part of my backup brain trust. And according to Merriam-Webster's online dictionary, a brain trust is a group of official or unofficial advisors concerned especially with planning and strategy. And I really look forward to your help with the planning and strategy of this show as it goes forward. So with that, let's get on with the show. So you may ask, why are backup power and regulating your voltage so important? Well, power, as I think we all know, is amazing. I call it magic, but it can go out and it can also fluctuate. And even if it goes out for a split second, disaster can occur in the form of a hard drive crashing or all kinds of other problems like a TV could just all of a sudden stop working, for example. So that's why you need to be very careful with any of your equipment and especially computers. And that's why some type of battery backup is extremely, extremely helpful. Power can spike, which means go over what its acceptable voltage is, or it could be too low. And that's called a brownout if it happens for an extended period. For example, in the United States, 120 volt is the standard voltage, but you could get surges of let's say 145 volts, or you could have a low voltage situation where it goes down to about 90 or 95 volts. And you really do not want that to happen. So that's why different devices have been made to help deal with those situations. And of course there's lightning. That can be really, really scary. So scary at this point, if I'm home and I see that there's a lightning storm, I shut everything down. I turn off my UPS device, which I'll talk about, and I unplug it from the wall. Because no matter how good you've tried to protect what you have, lightning can take it out. And that's why I'm really, really careful about lightning. Then there can also be trees that fall down on power lines. And that could cause either an outage of power or some weird spike or brownout condition. And if you've ever heard a blown transformer, that's pretty scary too, where sometimes a tree will come down on some lines, the lines will hit each other, and then there will either be some type of fuse that blows or those cans that they look like garbage cans. Most people call them transformers. And those will sometimes blow up or just have a major meltdown of some type. 
all not good, but all a part of the world that we live in. All right, now let's talk about the most popular types of backup power. The first would be something that most people don't have, but I should mention it, and that would be a whole home or office generator. And this could be run by diesel or more traditional gasoline, like most people have in their cars, or batteries like the Tesla Powerwall. That would be something if you want to do a quick search on. That would be a great example of a battery backup. It could be a whole home, it could be a whole office, or it could just be a section. Like, for example, a server room that's running a whole bunch of very important equipment like servers that are serving websites. The next would be smaller, more localized UPS devices. UPS stands for Uninterruptible Power Supply. And for these, there are three main types. One is called online, one is called standby or offline, and the other is known as line interactive. In some cases, they have something called AVR, which is automatic voltage regulation. And I will talk about that in a second as I go through each one of them. So the first is online. This and the next two UPS devices I'm going to describe are generally the size of a shoebox or in some cases a computer tower. If you remember the very popular beige PC computer towers from the last 20 years, think of that as far as the size. Now some can be larger, but that's just a quick overview. The online version is the best protection because the battery is always working. The battery is always providing the energy to the device. And you can think of this a little bit like most laptops. For the most part, you charge your laptop and you can charge it throughout the day or overnight and the battery is feeding it. There is a conversion happening from the wall outlet to the UPS device and then it converts it to battery power and that battery is feeding whatever devices you have plugged in. And you would think, okay, well, why doesn't everyone have this? Well, it puts a lot of stress on the battery, so you'll have to replace the batteries generally more often than with the other two I'll, I will discuss. And also, they're much more expensive for the wattage that you would be plugging in to them. So those are the main reasons. But if you want really clean energy for very sensitive devices like audio devices and things like that, the online UPS is the one that... I would definitely look at. The next is called standby or offline. These are the most popular and affordable ones for the particular wattage that they can support. So if you go into staples, these are the ones that you'll see. Generally, you won't see the other two types in the store. So these are the ones that most people think about when they think about UPS devices. And these start at about $50 which makes them very popular. And these are the only ones that I have purchased to date, and they've served me extremely well. So I generally recommend these to my clients just because they have done such a great job. But if you have really unpredictable power, I would look more to the online or the line interactive if, if it was me. But what's nice about these are the power comes in, the power from the wall is supplying the power to your devices and then only if you have either a surge or a really under power condition 
and each one has a different limit in which it will switch over to battery. But at that time, or if you lose power, it switches automatically without a loss of power. And that is the key to these devices because a whole home or office generator, the problem with those is it often will take 10 seconds or even a minute or two for the power to get turned back on you know, and then supplied by a whole home or office generator. So this is the big differentiation between these UPS boxes that sit next to your computer and a whole home or office generator. And I'm speaking in generalities, but this is for the most part how it works. Going on from the standby and offline version, we have Line Interactive. Now this is a really interesting option and going forward, this is the one that I will probably be purchasing. And what's nice about Line Interactive is it works a lot like the standby or offline UPS devices in that the power comes from the wall and it feeds your devices from the wall. But if there are small fluctuations in voltage, like if it would go up to, let's say, 130 volts in the U.S. or down to 95 or 100, within a certain range, it has auto voltage regulators, which I had spoken about earlier, and it's able to make those adjustments without switching over to the battery. And so it's constantly providing clean, accurate voltage without those small dips going up or down like a standby offline. UPS will generally allow those small dips to be pushed through to your devices. And then if it's just goes outside of that, it will switch over to the battery. But the line interactive is kind of monitoring that and filtering it. And it acts like what's called a, a line conditioner and a UPS combined. So that's what's really nice about line interactive. They are more expensive, maybe 50 to 100% more if you compare them to most standby or offline. But I believe they are so important that in many people's situations, they are going to be worth it. And since I mentioned line conditioner, you could also get just a line conditioner that has no battery backup. And this is great for situations where you have audio devices or even hard drives and things. And for whatever reason, you don't want to have a battery backup, although I do recommend that. But the line conditioner can also be extremely helpful. And it's especially good if you have higher voltage equipment that it would just be too expensive or maybe it's not that important to have the battery backup, but you do want power to be very consistent. Those again are called line conditioners. So how do we reduce the need for one of these backup power devices? Well, you can plan ahead and largely avoid having to purchase one and maybe just purchase a surge suppressor. And those I'm sure most people know they're basically power strips, but they have some protection built in. One way to do this is just to use a laptop with nothing that needs to plug into the wall except for its power cord. I think 100% of laptops have batteries, so they have the reserve power, at least for a certain amount of time, if power goes out or if there's a fluctuation, as long as you don't have like a lightning strike and it actually pushes through a huge surge to the laptop. It's a really great approach that I recommend for a lot of people, especially if they're on the go and if they just don't want to deal with having to purchase a battery backup. 
And along with that, since most laptops don't really have a whole lot of storage in them, and if you are like most photographers, videographers, YouTubers, you will want to have external storage. And here's where you could run into issues. But if you get a bus powered or multiple bus powered drives, especially SSD bus powered drives, then you can just plug those in to whatever available ports you have and run them. And again, you then don't need that backup power. It's, it's all being powered by the computer's battery in that case. But keep in mind that you may have some hard drives that do plug into the wall. You may have these docks. There's a lot of docks and some of them require power from the wall. And those docks allow you to expand and add things like ethernet connectivity and 4k monitors. But again, often they have to plug into the wall. So if you have these, you're pretty much back to needing a UPS, in my opinion, unless the things that you are plugging into the dock are not mission critical, like monitors, then you may be able to still get away with not having the UPS. Also, as I mentioned earlier, definitely get a good quality surge suppressor if you're not going to use a UPS. And although I'm not going to mention a specific surge suppressor, I will mention three companies that I've used or my family has used and they've had good experiences with. It doesn't mean that you can't get a bad product, but it's a good first step when you're doing your research. And those companies are APC, Triplight, and CyberPower. And I'll also mention them again a little bit later. Now, here are some other things to think about when you're backing up with a UPS. First, you want to determine the maximum wattage that can be handled by the UPS that you either own or plan to purchase in case you have an outage because it will be relying on that battery and you want to make sure that that battery is well suited for your needs. This can be a little bit tricky, but what you want to do is you want to add up the maximum wattage that could be used by each of the devices. Sometimes it's expressed in amps and you'll have to do a little math. You can usually find that information printed on the power supply or in the case of a TV, you generally will see it on a label and you want to add all those numbers up. You can then compare it to what the maximum wattage is for that UPS device. And a lot of them are like 400 watts or 500 watts or 600 watts. So keep that in mind. If you have a souped up iMac, for example, that's going to be hundreds of watts. So that alone will use up much of the potential battery power on some of the smaller UPS devices if it switches over to battery. I prefer to use less than 60% of the capacity, which means let's say my device can handle up to 500 watts. I would prefer not to plug in more than about 300 watts, somewhere in that range. And as I touched on just a minute ago, almost all of these UPS devices have two sides. One side is just surge suppression, and the other side is both battery backup and surge suppression. It's very important that you plug in the correct devices on the correct side. And also take note of the devices that are definitely not recommended to plug into your battery backup device. I wouldn't plug it in to either side for the most part. Things like laser printers and sump pumps. I would have a laser printer on a separate circuit from the one that I'm plugging in my UPS. Now each laser printer is different. 
but there's a surge of power usage when the laser printer starts up. And another product would be like a sump pump. These are products that sometimes can surge up to 1500 watts for a second or two. Even if it then goes down, you do not want that surge to occur. And you just have to be careful with those things. There's also the ability in many of these to plug in either a USB or a serial cable and connect to your computer or a network so that the UPS can then shut down or I think even better go into a sleep mode in a graceful way. And you can set the time in which it will wait until after it sees that it's switched over to battery power and then it will just shut down the computer or sleep the computer as if you were there. This is especially helpful if you do backups overnight to any type of drive that may be plugged in to the battery backup side of the UPS. If you lose power, let's say at 3 a.m. and you're sleeping and your UPS maybe has a 20 minute runtime, which is very common, then you definitely want your computer to shut down gracefully or go to sleep. In my opinion, sleep is generally the best option because I may have applications that are open and the computer may not know how to properly close them or make it blocked, but sleep is easy. And no matter how many applications you may have up, no matter what's running, generally sleep is going to be a safe way to give you hours and hours of a stable situation until you wake up and, and can assess everything that happened. And as I mentioned earlier, there are three popular companies who make UPS devices for homes and offices and whatever else you want to use them for. And they are APC, CyberPower, and TripLight. And in some cases, you can even have telephone, DSL, and Ethernet line protection because all of these lines can get damaged, especially if there's a lightning strike. And here's where you can get show notes with links to a lot of the things that I discuss and also the other shows in the course. And that is backup.fm. And to go to this specific episode, you'll want to go to backup.fm forward slash 1A. And coming up in module 1B, I will discuss some specific UPS products that I, my clients, family, and friends use. I will also talk about some fantastic accessories that can really save the day. And you are not going to want to miss this if you have a UPS or if you want to purchase one or more. And some of the potential pitfalls and things to consider regarding backup power. Also, if you found the information helpful, I would really appreciate it if you take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or if you use Overcast, which is my favorite way to listen to podcasts, please consider clicking on the little star that's right below the play button. All you have to do is go to the app store on an iPhone and search for Overcast. And I think you will agree once you start using it that it is a fantastic way to listen to podcasts. One of the main reasons is because it has, in my opinion, an incredible way to speed up podcasts. And it also has a way of taking out silences and boosting the audio. And it actually sounds good even at 1.5 or 1.7x. So you'll be able to get through this content and a lot of other content without feeling like you're listening to an episode of The Chipmunks. And please tell a friend or three if you think this information may help them avoid losing their irreplaceable files. Also, if you receive my updates, you'll get a summary of the show 
and some direct links to products and software that I mentioned delivered to your inbox anytime I post a new course module. To sign up for that, you can just go to backup.fm. You'll see me there with a camera and a lens holding a sheet of paper. And when you request my backup blueprint for Mac users, you'll also receive updates. Also, if you listen to the introductory episode, you probably heard my dad, Mark Darlow, sing a theme song for the show. And I have a little extra acapella outro for you by my very talented friend, Jackie Masters. So to paraphrase Humphrey Bogart in a very famous film from a long time ago, play it again, Dad. Andrew D. can easily help you back up all your needs. Just find your way to backup.fm. His unique ways will then unfold, they'll ease your mind and rest your soul as they guide you through your daily workflow trends. So save your bits and save your bytes, save your drives and more. Back up like you never have before. Let Andrew D. take those miseries and save you and all your gems. Just find your way to backup.fm. Just find your way to backup.fm. And to everyone out there, keep those backups going. Backup, backup, backup.fm.